My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies. This app just keeps getting better and better and better. It's the best golf app in the business. This is the RBC Canadian Open Podcast. Here we go. What's up, Golf Addicts? DB here. Man, this podcast is an electric one. My boy Pat is still recovering from his trip to Planet Tito's last week for the Open Championship. You guys, if you listen to that one, you know what I'm talking about. So he's out on the podcast this week. He's replaced by none other than his identical twin brother, Chris Perry, and it is phenomenal. Chris does not disappoint, including we got some dirt on Pat. We're going to make fun of Pat a lot. Um, You're going to feel like Pat's on the show, but it's actually Chris his brother we're going to talk about you know what it was like to be uh, in the in you know to split off as a different egg from pat and just all the craziness that is being the identical twin of pat perry it's a good time we're going to recap the open of course we're going to talk some Ryder cup discussion we're going to of course break down the rbc canadian and glenn abbey we're going to make some picks it's going to be a great show a lot of fun tonight really appreciate chris being on the show he did a great great job pat will be back next week to recap and, and break down the action and talk about his brother taking his place and probably being better than him. You know, but there you go. The podcast is always brought to you by 18 Birdies. They've even added now to, you can book tee times on 18 Birdies. You can keep track of your own strokes gained on 18 Birdies. If you download the app and use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, you get one free year of premium access after you play your first nine holes on the app. It's a phenomenal app. We love those guys. All right, let's get to it for the RBC Canadian Open with me and DirecTV Perry. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB with the Tour Junkies, and it is an it is an exciting night for yours truly. No, not because it's the RBC Canadian and it's a great field and the the Open Championship was amazing and I'm riding on this big tiger high. Or no, not because I just rode Molinari's jock on the podcast last week and everybody loves me right now. It's none of those reasons. It is none of the re- those reasons. It is because the one and only Chris Perry. Pat Perry's twin brother is joining me on the podcast tonight. CP, what's up, my man? TP, what's going on, my friend? I, I will echo those comments, man. I tell you what, I am riding the high from the British Open weekend, or the Open Championship, as they yes. call it now. Yes, uh, yes. Just riding now, the high. Many listeners are thinking to themselves, wait a minute, where's Chris? Because this sounds, this sounds, like, this sounds like Pat. But no, 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 no. Chris and Pat, uh, they sound the same. They were, they were, they were uh, birthed from the same embryo. Wait a minute. Are you guys fraternal? What, what kind of twins are you? No, we are actually identical twins. So, so we, you are, are you are in egg. the same. But, we, are, we are a split uh, egg. Is that how that works? You're That's split exactly. egg, but aren't you in the same embryo? I, I, I suppose so. I mean, now you're getting into some science there. But the, the egg, let, me, let me break it down for you in my knowledge. The egg was fertilized and the egg split. So with fraternal, it's, it's 
it's two different eggs being f- fertilized at the same time. So that was not the case. So we, we have all the same chromosomes. I mean, you name it. Wow. Which is why we sound so much alike. So. Dude, that is, isn't, isn't that nuts? That is just absolutely crazy. Now, do you know, was it the same swimmer that fertilized the egg or was it two different swimmers? No, it's the same swimmer, man. We are cut from the same swimmer. What? I mean, I'm talking about the like this. I know it's from the same. I know it's from your dad, from P. Perry Senior, who's, no, 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 who's no, just no, a stud. No, the same sperm, man. <laughs> Is that I how had it no works? idea we were going to go this direction very early <laughs> on. <laughs> it takes me back to that movie in the '90s. Remember, like, look who's talking yeah, look with who's John talking. Travolta. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 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 the same uh, the the same sack, same. Uh, swimmer and uh, you split off into t- into two different eggs. We you just, said, "Pat, get get off of me! I'm gonna go do my own thing." Get the hell and, off me! I've got yeah, I've got my own plans for this life, partner. Yeah, so. and I mean, I would say that you must more nutrients must have hit your 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 egg your egg than Pat's because you know I've talked about this before. You're better looking than Pat. You're more athletic than Pat. Um, definitely in better in better physical condition, just naturally than Pat. All those things uh, are know, true. I can't argue yeah, with yeah. any of those things. You know, so I guess I was just closer to the cord, maybe. You know, getting all those maybe, nutrients maybe and then passing it on to Pat. Although he was the fourth, firstborn, though, so he was two minutes. Or is I should say two minutes older than me. Well, um, he's, he's always starving for attention, so he probably wanted <laughs> to get out there earlier. But I mean, it's right. it's it's basic, you know, it's basic survival of the fittest. You know, you found yourself closest to the cord, and therefore look at you now. You know, like you, you are you, you are you're everything Pat dreams he could be <laughs> two minute if two minutes ago. <laughs> there, there, um, there you go. There you go. But it's great to have you on. You you do sound just like Pat, but I assure you this is Chris. Pat is on vacation. He's at the beach. He's in Florida somewhere, and he's probably very paranoid about what all you're going to say tonight. Um, but I'm excited. Chris is a great friend of mine. I got to meet him through Pat, of course, and uh, we, we, we've had some great times together. And I, I'm excited. And Chris stepped up willingly to fill in here for his brother, and basically just show show him up, you know, show him show him how it's done. What you're used to doing, and you know, you've been doing it your whole life. It well, is, you know. well, yeah, no question about that. But I'm, I tell you what, thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. This is going to be a lot of fun. So, a lot to talk about too. Obviously, extremely exciting weekend with Open Championship, and I mean, good gracious, Tigers back. I tell you, it's pretty cool look stuff. at you, you professional. You just you just transitioned right into the first thing on the rundown there, just, CP. Just right into it. I tell you what, I like to call I like to call Chris DirecTV Perry. Others call him, uh, you know, uh, Perry two uh, Pat Perry two point oh. Yeah. Pat yeah. two point oh. Yep, yep. Yeah. Just the better version. Um, Pat is Cable Perry to me. You're you're DirecTV Perry. Uh, although nowadays that that may not apply because now everybody's like no neither one of them everybody's Netflix and chill so now you're like Netflix you're like Netflix Perry yeah there you, um, go. There you go well I, we, Pat, we can't Pat has been him. downgraded to like Antenna Perry he's like cable <laughs> Antenna Perry yeah that's right Rabbit Ears Perry there, there you go uh, but but fantra- fantastic transition there to the Open what an Open Championship Francesco Molinari listen I mean. There is, I mean, in the last four weeks, there's nobody hotter right now than the Italian Bill Haas, and he he lit it up. I mean, he, the man didn't make a bogey on the weekend. No, like just, that was amazing. It, it really was. I mean, and and it's it can't be terribly surprising to everyone that 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 Molinari won it because you're right. I mean, he is the hottest golfer on the planet, no question about it. I am interested, and in, and in, and I'm sure most of your listeners know that you know why you call him the Italian Bill Haas, but. But why do you call him the Italian Bill Haas? I've got to know. 
I don't know. It was like a while ago. You know, you just give a, give a guy a nickname and then you just stick with it. It was a while ago. I was thinking about it long before Molinari was on the heater that he's on now. So really, it's a it's a major knock to Molinari and a major over compliment to Bill Haas right now. But it was a while ago. I just remember thinking like they're basically the same guy. Just one's American, one's Italian. They 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 they're plotters. <laughs> they make pars. They grind. They're not bombers. There's nothing sexy about them. They just they just bunt it down the fairway a lot like Pat's game you know they just bunt it down the fairway and then they just roll it up to the green and then they two putt and they move on you know well I mean that's, um, that's exactly what he did in the open too right I mean he that just plotted along did, yeah. I mean a yeah. lot of pars on Sunday but that's that's what you needed on a day like it was I mean the wind was blowing obviously and but man he was just rock solid so Italian, also Bill Haas yeah, I also noticed there. I kind of think he reminds me of. I tweeted this. He reminds me of Crush, the sea turtle on Finding Nemo. The, he's got the same. He's got the same beak. He does. He's got like the same nose on him. He does. Um, You're right. You're right. So he's a, he's a character man. Seems like a really nice guy. A lot of fun stuff. But nobody wants to hear us talk about him. At one point, Tiger Woods was leading a major on the back nine on Sunday, and of course, highest ratings. It came out today. Highest ratings in 18 years since 2000 when he completed the career Grand Slam. I mean, the Tiger factor was in full effect. It was short lived. Um, it was very short lived after a double and then a bogey. And then Rory hits that 50-foot eagle putt or something and brings everybody back up. It was a lot of fun on Sunday, and then it did feel like it kind of got anticlimactic at the end with Molinari. But, I mean, here we are talking about Tiger in the mix on the back nine, on not just in the mix, but leading, uh, you know, on the back nine on Sunday with, you know, with a lot of the season left. And Ryder Cup implications, PGA Championships in three weeks, FedEx Cup. He got himself into the Bridgestone in a couple of weeks at Firestone, which he's played fantastic at in the past. I mean, Chris, what what were your uh, what were your takes on the on the Tiger on El Tigre? Yeah, it, it was it was just super fun. I mean, that's the only way I can really describe it. And there was a lot of ups and downs. Obviously, I mean, you know, he got up. I guess he was leading going into what it was the the eleventh hole where he double bogeyed and then he had a bogey after that and then he kind of righted the ship a little bit but um so it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions for sure I mean I sat down I've got a nice omelet I've got my you know mimosas going my champagne Michelle my wife and I are just high fiving going this <laughs> freaking this is amazing and then all uh. of a sudden we go right back down when he double bogeys but you know it was interesting because Michelle being and she 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 knows her stuff you know. She's actually been on the podcast before, you know, after the she PGA has. Championship yeah. recap. You know, we all were. <laughs> but, I mean, she kind of knows her stuff. She's like, man, she looks just, you know, Tiger looks like he's just got something in his eye. And I was like, you know, I mean, this is how it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, he would just, uh, as a matter of fact, I think I saw Moose, uh, our, our good friend Moose, tweet something. Yeah, about I did see too, that. And he said that, you know, to all the kids out there, 10 or 15 years ago, this is how it, how it was with Tiger. I mean, he on the just reg. surge forward and everybody would just crumble around him and and it seemed like that was going to happen but you know obviously we got a little bit of a new tiger but man was it so much fun seeing him in that lead and and then rory uh with the with the eagle on on uh, 14 uh and making a surge as well um just a lot of fun anticlimactic a little bit for sure but man molinari he took it and he deserved it because he was just fantastic and just rock solid as we said he was, yeah. By the by the way, speaking of mimosas and stuff, what is the? I gotta ask you, man. What is the? What is the podcast juice tonight? <laughs> 
thought we'd never get to that. Um, so <laughs> I, I think I might go with a couple here. I, I, I started. Not, a couple, I'm not huh? double fisting. No, I'm not double fisting. You know, <laughs> uh, we we had uh, we had Tito's Pat last week. I don't know if we need. Uh, oh man. Know, bourbon chris this week or or whatever but i i did start with an old-fashioned uh you know my Ooh, affinity for old fashions like david we've had uh i think in augusta I've, I've made you a couple of those before yeah they're very good Master yes Suite. um but just one and then we're probably going to go to a little pinot grigio you know pat likes the rosé but i like the pinot grigio it's nice and crisp um so that's that's what it is tonight. How about yourself? You got some little boys right. rocking with some Tito's tonight? Uh, that is exactly what I have, my man. I am all in on Planet Tito's this week. I figured, you know, it. it, it I'll keep the momentum going from last week with uh, with Pat. Um, so yeah, I, I got I got a little Tito's in Lacroix, and I'm feeling real feeling real good about it, man. That that podcast last week, man. I mean, that's <laughs> funny. We, we got to talk about that for a second. I, I, so Tuesday, all right. So we get done. It's a two hour show, which is the longest show we've ever done in three years. The longest show we've ever done, and it was too long. We should have never done it that long. But you know, as you as most people who listened last week could probably tell, there was a little frustration on that show near the end. Um, yes, I thought, Pat was, yeah. Yeah, I thought Pat was was funny and I laughed, but at the same time he was pissing me off. Um, and I'm sure he felt the same way about me as we tend to get when Pat gets a little, in, when he's had a little too much, he's a little aggressive. And so, uh, you know, when we hung up, we quickly, you know, we, we quickly were done with each other that night, right? And I, I you so know, no of course, talking she, after the pod. There was no not a whole lot of debrief after okay, the podcast. No, debrief. <laughs> no and. You know, of course, Pat just goes and lays down because he doesn't do anything other than show up and, and act like a dumbass, and then he goes back to sleep. Well, of course, I got to slave away editing a two-hour podcast, right? And so, you know, I go to bed, and, I, and I'm like thinking, man, that was kind of an average show. And I get up Tuesday, and people are starting to listen. And, and like by Tuesday afternoon, we got all these people on Twitter talking about how that was the funniest show we've ever done. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. I was laughing in my car. Oh, my. And I get all these tweets. I'm like... I seriously, I told a couple guys at work that that listen to the show and their friends, and I'm like, I really don't think it was that good. I don't understand what these people are doing. Like, what? Why? Why do they think it was that good? It was two hours. It was awful. <laughs> and I'm like, we've had way better shows than that. Like, we've had shows where we've we've gotten off. We'd be like, dude, that was freaking awesome. We were that was funny. You know that that part about this was great. Like, we didn't have any of that. And then I go back and I listen to it. And I'm still like thinking an hour and a half in. I'm like, this is not a great show. It's just a long show. And man, about the time, you know, again, the Tito's kicks in and it gets really funny. My my favorite, my absolute favorite part, I've probably listened to it half a dozen times at least, because I'll just re I'll just replay it, is when Pat's getting pissed at me like he always does for for not naming enough like off the wall people. And he's like why don't you go to somebody that's like, you, you know, a flyer, you know, somebody who's, who's not Matt Kuchar and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just gave you Kevin Na and Keegan Bradley. <laughs> and then right. there's this pause and in this high-pitched, high-octave voice, those are fire picks. <laughs> I thought I was going to wreck my car when I first heard that. Oh, my God. God, yes. that was so funny. It was gold. And then, and then there were moments at the end. What was your favorite moment of this? I'm going to put you on the spot. What was your favorite moment on the podcast last week? All of it. Well, first of all, I think you teased it really well. And, and whenever you uh, – and I don't know this terminology, obviously, but I'm going to mm. make it half attempt at it. Whenever you dropped it on the Twitter, but I think you mentioned just in the show summary that, 
You know, you had to, oh, yeah. you know, with 20 minutes to go, that's when it really got good with Pat. And so, so for a yeah. long podcast, that was super smart. And you're smart about that, DB, because <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was waiting, you know, with on the edge of my seat, trying to get to that point of the two hour, or sorry, 20 minutes left in the podcast <laughs> to be able to listen to that part. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, the, the one you just mentioned was probably the funniest part. I think generally speaking, it's just always fun hearing that. Just, you know, <laughs> just go off. It's just hilarious. So. Planet Tito's. Right. I've seen that hashtag a lot. That was pretty good. The listeners caught that. I didn't even realize yeah. I said it until I started seeing the hashtag go around. I was like, where did that come from? And then well, I heard myself say it. Well, now, the other thing, too, is is during all of that is when the bet was made. So, that's, I mean, we would be remiss not to talk about true. the bet. I'm sure you didn't want to bring that up. That's true. <laughs> but we got to, right? Uh, so It was literally one of the few things that Pat got right over me in the week. And I should have let him take Poulter. He, you know, he tried to take – I tried to – that was another part that was pretty funny. Because when I was like – when I said something about Lahiri and he started talking, and in the middle of a sentence he got mad again. He's like, look, look, at, look at what you're trying to do. You're trying to make my picks for me like you're trying to trick everybody. I remember when he said that. It was like, you're trying to trick everybody. I'm like, I'm just trying to trick you. I'm making a bet with you. I'm not trying to trick everybody. I'm not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he picked Lahiri, then he went to Poulter, and I I should have let him pick Poulter. And then he, he went to Olison, And, of course, Olison uh, put, <laughs> put a put, took me to the woodshed with old yeah. Keegan. Uh, Keegan didn't have the best day on Sunday. I'm pretty sure he – I think he got drunk with Eddie Pepperell the night before, and, and Eddie can hold his liquor a little better than Keegan maybe. Um, it, was, it was not good. So that means that yours truly will be butler for a day at the Ryder Cup in Paris uh, for Pat. So I'll be getting him all his beers, although I will have to cut him off at a certain point. I, I can't handle – I don't want to get kicked out of Le Golf National and put – can you imagine Pat in a Parisian jail cell? No, I can't. I, I, it's, it's hard enough just to imagine him in Paris in general. And are you? Let me tell you what the worst. Let me tell you what the worst part about that situation would be is that I wouldn't have a chance to get a camera in there. That'd be the worst part of the situation well, is that I wouldn't true. be able to have a camera in there. Oh man! So I'm gonna have to be careful how many trips I actually make for him. But I, I lost the bet fair and square. It is what it is. I thought Keegan was going to win it, and Keegan came in DFL. Yeah. Um, he did make the cut, which is a little sweat on Friday. He, he, tr- he bogeyed, I think, the last hole to go to plus three when the cut was looking at plus two. So it, it was a sweat. But, yeah, after that, it wasn't much of a sweat. Olsen definitely proved to be the better play. Now, now had we bet on Pat's just horrible ability to judge ownership on the Emiliano Grillo Charles Howell debate I would have I would have plastered him yeah. uh, and I, I hope that a lot of listeners out there got on that my bookie prop bet that they set up for us and bet the max on Emiliano Grillo because I did and I, I, I hope my bookie's not mad at us for taking a loss because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did I was telling all my friends in the office I was like dude go over here bet the max on Grillo ownership because <laughs> they had Grillo as a, as a, a plus 100 He's a one-to-one dog to Charles Howell in the beginning, and then I think they moved the line because right before lineup lock on Wednesday, he was then minus 100. So uh, I think they caught on, but it was uh, that that worked out. Was it just a straight-up who who would have the higher ownership? 
Higher ownership in the DraftKings Millie Maker. Pat thought Emiliano Grillo was going to be like 5% or 6% owned. He thought Charles Howell would be 10. I said Grillo would be 10 to 15 and Howell would be less than 5. Howell turned out to be like 4 and Grillo turned out to be like 14. Uh, so, so you were spot on. I, I crushed him. Yeah. Pat's terrible at ownership. Mm. Other than that, some highlights on the picks. I mean, we did talk a lot about Molinari. Um, we had five guys in the top ten, including Molinari, Justin Rose, Rory, who Pat was on, Matt Kuchar, and Jordan Spieth we talked about if, if his ownership came in a little lower. Um, and then we had an additional one, two, three, five. We had an additional eight guys in the top twenty in the top twenty-five, including Thorbjorn. I had Ryan Moore. I liked him. I had a good bit of him. Tommy Fleetwood, Webb Simpson, Jason Day, and Eric Van Ruyen. That was a good call for Pat. That was a really nice call for Pat. And then I had yeah, I had ZJ and Alex Noren who've all finished in the top twenty-five. Um, you, you know, there was some there was some carnage too, though. You know, we told you to fade Justin Thomas, which worked out if you did that. Um, Russell Knox disappointed some folks for sure. Andy Sullivan. Pat liked Andy Sullivan. I did not. I got I got him there. Uh, DJ, Bubba missing the cut, which we kind of all saw coming. Uh, Russell Henley missing the cut kind of messed me up a little bit. Wasn't a big fan of that move, but, um, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. We did pretty good. We had some green screens. Hope you guys did as well. It was a fun open championship. Probably easily always the second best major of the year to the masters i would say this one came really close to being just as good but i'm you know as you are i'm just biased to the masters so no i mean we're um, we're both definitely biased towards the masters but i will say uh, the open championship is by far my second favorite major i mean it's just yeah, i mean yeah. just all the way from being able to wake up in the morning and turn on golf i mean good championship yeah. golf you know pouring those mimosas i mean you name it i mean it's just it's just perfect i love it uh definitely my second favorite major and i will say just going but just commenting on your picks from last week too i mean both yours and pats i mean y'all are spot on with some of those guys and and their low ball flights and you're right on jt i mean he just hits the ball too high and i think right now he's just not struggled it's it's just not his his game i mean i think he's obviously he tweeted out a couple things on it too but um yeah i'd like to see him do well uh in an open at some point in the future, I do like JT, but, but you're right. I mean, and I think, uh, what's his name? Bubba Watson's kind of the same on that deal too. Yeah. Some yeah. good, smart picks from y'all for sure. So, um, although I didn't have any green screens, unfortunately, oh. so that's probably well, my own to, fault though. Way to suck up to the host. That's that's always <laughs> a good thing. That's, that's, that's rule number one. Um, you know, I got to talk about this. We get, I, I want to apologize to the listeners for the Kisner, the Kisner miss because, Here's the deal. I was talking to Pat about it the other night. We should have seen this coming. Like we we know Kiz well enough to know that there is not you're not going to find a player on the PGA Tour that wants to be on the Ryder Cup more than Kevin Kisner. You're just not. So, I should have put it together and yes, I made the comment about his poor form, which is completely accurate, but I should have thought to myself, you know what? The poor form, yes, but he's taken some weeks off, which is always a good thing for Kiz. He's, I'm sure he's gotten some stuff worked out. I know he made a trip to uh, the, the host site for the Ryder Cup uh, the week before with Jim Furyk and some other players and captains, uh, which I'm sure meant a lot to him and, and only fueled the fire that much more. Um, and being 19th in the standings before the Open Championship, I should one of us should have had the thought – 
you know, Kiz is worth a flyer no matter the form, just because the guy wants it so bad. He wants it so bad. He played so great at the President's Cup with Phil. You know, I think there's guys on that team that want him there. He obviously meshes with a lot of the guys that are staples on the Ryder Cup team and will be for years to come. You know, you know how competitive he is, kind of growing up around him as well. Uh, you know, how patriotic he is, how bad he wants it. I, sh- I was kicking myself, you know, all week just thinking, how did we not – how do we not think through that? Because sometimes I just think when you have a certain golfer that has, you know, that much desire, you see him, you see him pop. And now he's gone from 19th to I believe 13th or 14th in the Ryder Cup standings. Uh, and I think that's why that's one reason why he's here right now for this week for the RBC. Uh, I mean, Kiz doesn't want to leave it to choice as much as he can help it uh, for Jim Furyk and Tiger Woods and Davis Love and Steve Stricker. He he wants to be on that team more so than anything, and I'm glad to see him jump up a few spots. But I want to apologize to the listener for missing that because we should have never missed that with our boy Kiz. Well, you're right. He's actually at 13. I'm I'm looking at the standings right now. Um, but you know, look I mean, at you on the ball, Chris Perry. <laughs> I am Woo! on it. But, I mean, to be fair, too, I mean, you mentioned it, or you alluded to it, that he was not on form. I mean, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, he really wasn't. Not at so all. I can see yeah. how he would fly under the radar a bit. But, again, to your point, I mean, there's all those intangibles as well. I mean, and, and you're right. I mean, he's so fiery. He wants to be on that team so bad. And I think he's going to be on it. Um, I think it'd be fun to kind of talk a little bit about let's do know, it. who we think uh, – is going to make the team, but but yeah, I think he's. I think there's no doubt that he's going to be on it. I think uh, he's just got everything, all the all those intangibles that you would want on a Ryder Cup team. Well, Chris, you and I were together for Hazeltine. I mean, it was one of the most electric. It was the most electric event I, I think I've ever been to. Um, it was absolutely amazing, and and um, you know, if you look at the top eight who are locked in right now, I was I was grateful to see. I said this I said this to Pat last week. I said I hope DeShambo drops out and Webb kind of gets up in there, and that kind of locks him up because I think Webb being outside of the top eight makes the the next four picks kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what happened. Webb is now in the eighth spot. DeShambo is below him, but I mean, to me, it's really between I think six guys that are and and you've got the standings pulled up in front of you i think after webb you've got to look at uh matt kuchar finau kisner now tiger is in the 20 spot um you got to look at phil with all his experience and i feel like i'm missing one more who am i missing well you've got kuchar i said him kuchar you did say kuchar sorry um i think you got xander in there Xander, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. I think those are the six. I mean, I think DeShambo, if he doesn't get in on points, you know, he's just he's young, he's inexperienced, he's not been on a President's Cup, and now you know, obviously he played good match play in college and uh, all that, but in a little bit of a shoulder injury. I think it's between. I think you pick four between Tiger, Phil, and Kuchar, who are your veterans. Who are guys in the you know obviously we know a Tiger's going to bring. Um, then you got Finau, who's never been on a team. Xander, who's never been on a team, and Kiz, who's only had Presidents Cup experience. That's a tough. You know who are the two that you leave out? If it's you, Chris, right now, and it ends right now. Who are the two that you leave out? I mean, I, I've got to have Kisner on the team, and I've got to have Kucher on the team, and I think honestly they're going to be building off the Presidents Cup team from twenty seventeen. 
So if you if you just look at the, you know, I think there was a lot of camaraderie on that team. I mean, you look at the house that all those guys stayed in and the at the Open this year. I think that was building upon the team for 2018. And I think Kisner being a part of that was a huge deal. I think that says a lot. I think he's a lock. Honestly, do I think I, you know, unless he just a totally, lock. I do. I, I think wow. unless he just totally derails between now and the Ryder Cup and um, is just completely off form. I, I think obviously the the Open is is a uh, and he's going in the right direction, but I, I think he's, you're going to be hard pressed to leave him on. You know. Um, so you said Kucher and Kiz, and who else? Those are locks. No, no. Sorry, good. Yeah, who are the two that you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who, who are your locks? So Kucher and Kiz are your locks. Who else are your locks? Who I else think, are you getting in there? I think Phil's a lock. Okay. And I mean Tiger. So you're leaving out Xander and Finau. I'm leaving out Xander, Finau, and I. You know, Bryson's right up there at, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. at nine as well. The other guy to think about too, and I think this is kind of a wild card, is uh, and he had a decent week this week. Uh, is Zach Johnson? He's got a lot of experience in the in the uh, yeah. Ryder Cup as well. So, but yeah. I just don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be right there on the fringe. But he's someone to keep a still keep a lookout for. Yeah, and I th- I think I actually agree with you on 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 those picks exactly. I think that's exactly what I would do. Like gun to my head, had to make picks right now. Xander is tempting, uh, and honestly, Xander almost tempts me more than Finau right now. Even though Finau, yes, he has played tremendously in the majors uh, this season. He's he's played very very well. You're still talking about a guy whose only PGA Tour victory came in an off uh, you know an off week event at the Puerto Rico. Um, you know, and the putting is always questionable. And in match play, I just I, was I don't just trust say, the putter. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, how 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 could you really trust his putter doing? Yeah, a, a Ryder yeah. Cup and, and the pressure there. So I'd um, like to see him on a Presidents Cup team first, mm-hmm. um, and then go from there. But Xander is the one I struggle with the most. I mean, and, and yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I think. But if I think those Xander, are the four I go with as well. Then you're probably leaving off a Tiger or a Phil, and I just don't think you could leave off one of those two guys. I think I think they're both playing well enough that you just, I mean, even just for team chemistry, I think you got to keep them on the team. Now, don't play Phil and Tiger together, please. But well, honestly, I think I think most people would say you're leaving off Kiz. Uh, we're we're being a little biased right now, but I think most people would say the debate is between Xander and Kiz, and some people may not even say that's even a debate, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, you're right. There's probably you and I are locking in kids where a lot of people probably are not. That's that's but true. That's true. Either but. way, it's it's only a few weeks away before you know before we start talking about getting that thing locked in. And so the guys that are on the bubble are going to play. You know, they're going to play their butts off, and I think I think Kiz is going to do that again this week for the RBC Canadian. So sure thing. It'll be fun to see. We'll see, see what happens. So. Um, now, other than the Open Championship, you know, I, I heard I heard that Chris. You know, you're such a you're such a junkie. You are such a junkie that you, sir, even came to the table tonight, uh, not only with compliments to the host and well prepared, you know, thoughts and notes. And so far, you've been extremely eloquent, uh, way more so than your brother. Um, but you, I, I've also heard that you have Barbasol hot takes. Is that is that true? It, it is true. It is true. I, I do have some Barbasol. Hot takes. And let me tell you, <laughs> I actually found the golf tournament pretty interesting, but mainly it was, becoming, it was because I was I was coming off the high of the Open. Yeah. You, know, you just needed just, to see some golf. It was just a wave of emotions. I was on a complete high. I was craving some more golf. I mean, I was on a golf bender. Like, give me golf 
straight into my veins. Just give it to me. I don't care how it comes. <laughs> just give me some freaking golf. So I actually enjoyed kind of watching the uh, the Barbasol. Uh, it was an interesting field. I mean, you had a lot of guys that have a lot of talent and maybe some that haven't necessarily uh, worked out. Uh, and then you had other, others like Hunter Mahan, for example. I mean, yeah. it'd be good to see him come back. And he, I think he had a top 10, top 15, which was nice to see him on the leaderboard. So uh, there were some rain delays, which kind of obviously put a little bit of a damper on it, and it finished up today. And, I mean, who other than Troy Merritt oh, won the Barbersaw? I mean, I mean I this, is, this is going to be low-hanging fruit for a take, but, I mean, good gracious, he had that. He has that beard. I mean, of course he's going to win the Barbersaw, you know, and with that beard. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, uh, but I see what you did there. I see you see what, what did. I did there? You see what I did yeah. there? I mean, and J. Don Blake, too. I mean, Jay Don, straight out of the eighties and nineties. Jay Don, he's <laughs> he, he's classic. But but the big take I had is this. All right, so I noticed that Sean McKeel was playing. I don't even know if I pronounced Sean right, McKeel. Sean yeah, McKeel, yeah, no, you did. Yeah. I mean, major champion. Most so, of our listeners are going, "Who is Sean McKeel?" Who the hell is Sean McKeel? So <laughs> so it just kind of got me thinking about the year that he won. A major championship and i just was wondering Ooh. who the other major champions were that year and so Ooh. david okay. i'm going to challenge you and your listeners to okay. come up with a better or excuse me a worse class of major champions for any year other than 2003 oh. because i'm i'm going all in on 2003 all right all in I mean, I've got a straight as being, as being the worst class you're saying worst class i got a straight plus draw i mean it's not like Actually, it's not a straight. It's a flush draw. It's not a straight, but I'm going all in on 2003. All right? Okay. So you who, know who, who are the was? major winners? All right. So No, I, I don't. So starting with the 2003 Masters, Mike Weir. I mean, that's very appropriate. Gag a maggot. Of the week yeah. Here in the, the PGA, champ, or PGA. So you got Mike Weir. All right. So the U.S. Open. All right. This is kind of my, you know, I've got all spades, but it's not a straight. So this is maybe my nine of spades here. It's Jim Furyk won the U.S. Open that year. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's all right. It's all right. All right, so now here's where it gets worse, okay? 2003 Open Champion, Champion Golf of the Year, Ben Curtis. Oh, he was the worst. Just terrible. Major, Major right. League Ben. Just awful. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, the 2003 PGA Champion, Sean McKeel. I mean, it cannot get any worse than 2003. It just can't. So I, I, I will just challenge your listeners this week to come up with anything that might be worse than that group of major champions. I, I just can't. I can't see where anyone can actually try uh, I'm going all in with it. Going all in. Well, to just take you back into time, too, I looked at 2003. I mean, uh, Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer ended in 2003. R. Kelly, uh, who's in the news lately, is the remix to Ignition, or Ignition was a, was a hot jam on the radio. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears and Madonna shared a kiss at the at the awards show that one time. I remember that. Uh, the average cost of a new house in the U.S. was two hundred forty six thousand dollars. A gallon of gas was a dollar eighty three. The average median income was forty five thousand dollars. Uh, Ronaldo made his Premier League debut. Uh, let's see. I mean, all, all kind of stuff. So uh, definitely. Uh, Definitely, Lance Armstrong won his fifth Tour de France, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was later rescinded because uh, he 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 took some stuff. Uh, all kind of stuff happened in two thousand three. So the challenge is: can we find a worse 
motley crew of major championship winners. I think that's a pretty good one there, Chris. I think that's a pretty good one. I, well done. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that or find any yeah. class that was worse than that. So I mean, it, it, it it's got to be without a doubt that that's kind of the year that because this is in the age of Tiger. That's got to be the year that he started his sort of nightly uh, escapades, if you will. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of nightly escapades, Chris, let's talk about you for a second. Chris Perry, uh, married to lovely wife, Michelle. Uh, you guys live in Charlotte, right down the street from, from Quail Hollow, actually. Um, very lovely. Uh, to, you know, give us a quick, like, you know, tell us, about, tell us about growing up with Pat. You know, like, do you, have any, do you have any stories? Do you have any things that we need to know about Pat that maybe we, we haven't found out in these three years? Do you have anything like that you'd like to share? You know, I mean, obviously we're getting a little bit older, so those younger age stories are, mm. are it's, it's, they're way in the back of the coffers of the mind. But um, you coffers, know, good word. Did you like that? So, as I said, Pat was he was first born. I think very much so during the first you know I don't know, eighteen years of our life before we went to college. He he always had to be first. He sort of had that you know kind of type A. <laughs> mentality i don't know where the hell that mm-hmm. went but you know um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, so what's really funny though is and i think you know this about it obviously you know pat's a big georgia bulldog you're you yourself yes. are a big georgia bulldog um and you know that i'm an auburn tiger yeah. and so we've had a or lot of eagle or whatever you are or damn eagle so we've had a lot of yeah. fun over the years with the auburn georgia rivalry um <laughs> we have a lot of heated conversations during football season. I will say it's interesting because wait a minute, Pat gets in heated conversations. I mean, can you believe it? Oh, no, that's well, laughable. I mean, you you involve either you know DFS or Georgia football, and you're <laughs> yeah. you're bound to get in an argument somewhere along the way with uh, Mr. Pat Perry or James, mm-hmm. as I like to call him. I have to give you a little James? insight into uh, his, yeah, his yeah, nickname. <laughs> So anyway, so we have some fun, well, fun and heated conversations about Auburn Tigers and uh, and the Georgia Bulldogs, and it usually starts out kind of interesting because we'll kind of give each other's team some compliments, and then and then it just all hell breaks loose, especially as <laughs> as, as we continue on the conversation and the the conversation juice gets flowing, if mm. you will. Uh, but mm-hmm. a funny story though that I have from um, actually the nineteen. 19- 96 Auburn Georgia game. Wow. And I'll go ahead and say this. Unfortunately, Auburn, unfortunately for us, Auburn came out on the losing end of this. But um, I think it was like one of the first, you know, triple or quadruple overtime games in college football. And uh, Pat and I were sophomores. And of course, it was at Jordan Hare Stadium. And Pat and I ended up having seats on the front row right behind the Auburn bench for the wow. game and actually we started out in the game at different seats but we somehow made our way down together and so when it got into overtime it was so funny because obviously we were on highs and lows depending on our team and my parents were sitting up in one of the upper deck seats and they could see pat and i on that front row because it was i mean we're on the front row i mean it's pretty easy to see and it was just so funny, I'm sure, to see from a distance as, you know, Georgia scored and I've got my hands, you know, in my face and I'm just so <laughs> distraught. And then the very next second, Auburn scores and then Pat's doing the same motion. And then ultimately, Georgia ended up winning, and, and unfortunately for me, in the end, and Pat storms the field and 
Um, of course, they got their 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 last laugh there. But I will say that um, I'm happy to report that Auburn has won a national championship and been to two national championships in the year since I've been uh, an Auburn fan. And you guys yeah. have nary a one. Yeah, yeah, we got that. <laughs> we got that. Um, you you mentioned something to me earlier. You asked me if I was if me and Pat were flying together on the trip to Paris. Yeah, um, which we are. We are flying together. I've actually never flown with Pat, and you said that you I needed to beware of of Pat's flying. So, Pat is, and this is to put it mildly and to understate it. Pat is deathly afraid of flying. <laughs> I mean, deathly afraid of flying. And I never knew this. We have I don't know how, but we have never talked about this. I mean, David, in the lead up to y'all's trip to France, to Paris, <laughs> I mean, he is going to be so nervous. Oh, Lord, he's going to be so worked up. And he's, He gets he, so worked he's up. He's going to be super worked up, super nervous. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, he's going to have to get hammered to get well and that actually makes me think about it when we booked our tickets of course you know we can't afford first class but we we did book the class behind it i've actually never even flown that before so i don't even know what it's called it's a business class i don't know what they're called like comfort plus i don't yeah, know it's like it's they Delta. have all these different names now for it i mean it's just but it does come with free it does come with free alcoholic beverages right the the, the, the ticket does right and when we booked that was just a must so but but i mean we have talked probably a half a dozen times about flights, about arranging flights, about, and never once has Pat mentioned, hey, by the way, I am pretty afraid of flying. He's never mentioned that. Well, That's going to be amazing. DB, you are in for a, a real buckle treat. Up. <laughs> just, just buckle up. Um, I mean, just get ready for lots of questions. What was that sound? Where the hell is the, the <laughs> flight attendant? Because he's going to want that flight attendant right nearby so that she can bring him, she or he, I should say, bring him whatever drink he needs. Oh, I mean, the God. last time I flew with him, I think it was uh, three or four years really? ago, we actually met up in Atlanta and flew out to Vegas. We are going out there with some buddies of ours. And, um, I mean, same thing. It's just, uh, I mean, he is on edge. The entire, and I cannot imagine because that'll be the longest flight by far. Oh, it's going to be a long that he's flight. ever been on. He's never been over to Europe, so I'm happy <laughs> that he's going over there. Um, but I'm telling you right now, I mean, like I said, I think we we might have texted a little bit about it. But man, if you live tweeted that, it would be freaking hilarious because um, right up until he passes out, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, Dude, I, I'm just I'm thinking I'm probably going to need to change my seat on the Delta site so that I can get as far away from him as possible because I don't I don't want to be associated. He will embarrass the crap out of me if he's like <laughs> like in the fetal position and like demanding drinks and getting like he does when he's on planet Tito's and like getting all upset with the stewardesses and worrying about every noise and bump. I'm going to lose it. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> I, take that. I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of nervous energy, a lot of shifting back and forth. <laughs> um, it's, it's like, it's like going to a restaurant. Like if you ever worked at a restaurant, which I worked at a restaurant for like five years. So I, I treat servers and bartenders like gold. Like I'm very, it's like going to a restaurant with somebody that's never been in a restaurant and they're running the people to death and their kids are making a mess and they're changing their order and they're complaining about it's like that feeling i could i could see myself having over pat and to the point where i just want to like choke him with his seat belt or something yeah yeah well, it's so, gonna be so here's what's gonna happen you're gonna get up in the air all right and that ding is gonna go off when you know you're above ten thousand feet or whatever it is <laughs> and so that's the that's when the clock is gonna tick in his head about 
all right, when can the flight attendants come down the aisle with my drink? And so that, <laughs> that because his mind is going to be so warped by the fear of flying, he's going to think that that moment should come a lot sooner than it actually does. And so that's... Well, good thing when, we're sitting in the business class, right? right? We'll get it quicker. Well, you'll get it quicker. That's right. So that's, you know, that's that was smart oh. of you guys. So, <laughs> uh, so good luck with that, DB. <sighs> all right. Well, that's enough of that. Um Thank you for that tip, Chris. And if all the listeners could just be praying for me, uh, everybody just stretch your hands this way. I would appreciate it. That'd be great. All right. Um, it is the RBC Canadian Open. we got to get into the course breakdown here. And basically, here's, here's the deal. It's the RBC Canadian. It is a great field. You can definitely definitely have a good week. We want you to have some green screens. We've, I've done some research. Chris has actually done some research. I'm really proud of him. I know he's been slaving away at it. We're going to throw out some picks your way. Okay, it can't be any worse than a lot of Pat's picks, so we're just going to go with that. Uh, it's Glen Abbey, right? We've seen this golf course uh, the last four or so years, 2016, 15, 13, 09, 08. It's an old golf course in Ontario, uh, about 70, almost 7,300 yards, par 72, bent grass greens, Jack Nicholas design. Uh, fairways kind of average in width, maybe a little room. Um, it's pretty driver heavy. A lot of people hit driver on this, go- on this golf course. Uh, very scorable. You have a lot of scoring on this golf course. So that's going to be a key. And you know, as I, and just like every other week, if you're playing in GPPs, you need to go to FanshareSports.com. Check out what they got. I'll tell you. Last week, I played around with some of the new tools over on FanshareSports.com. They got the new lineup builder. That's nice. Uh, I watched our boy Jimmy DFS's course breakdown for Carnoustie. That was pretty good. Uh, they've just got a lot of great content over there. If you're a pro member, it's like $10 a month to be a pro member. They also It also includes football, so if you play NFL DFS, you really need that too for NFL. Uh, by the time that comes around for GPPs and uh, knowing who's low-owned and stuff like that, that's uh, to me that seems just as important in NFL, if not more, than golf because you just have only a handful of players that people really like to play, whereas in golf we've got 150-something people. So you can leverage FanshareSports.com for that as well. You need to check those guys out. But you know, Wednesday night, you need to take a look at that. The course has been getting some rain lately. Uh, I believe it got some rain today. I think there's rain projected on Thursday. So, uh, you know, if you do some research on this, when the course is soft, it is definitely a, a bomber's track. Um, however, it, it still plays easy enough and short enough, and the par fives are short enough where the shorter hitters can still win this event. Um, now, recent winners, you have Johnny Vegas, who's actually won back-to-back. You had Jason Day before that and Brant Snedeker before that. So, you know, Vegas and Day are both bombers. Snedeker's kind of a shorter hitter. But I, I do think it does kind of open it up just because you typically see that on a PGA Tour event when you have a high-scoring event it means that a lot of different players can can get in this. And these par fives, as I said, are reachable by just about everybody, um, by just about everybody in the field. They're all they're all pretty short. So for me, I'm actually gonna keep it pretty simple this week. I mean, it's about ownership in GPPs. I do think course history plays a factor. Obviously, form plays a factor, but in terms of stats. I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee, and I'm going to lean a little heavier towards guys who gain those strokes with distance. I'm looking at strokes gained approach. These are smaller greens, so you want these guys to be able to pound the greens um, from either the fairway or the rough. Don't care. Just get it on the green. And then I'm looking at DraftKings points. Those, that's it. Those are the only three stats I'm looking at. I just want guys who are going to score 
points. Birdies and eagles, be aggressive. I think you got to have guys who are aggressive by nature at Glen Abbey because you're not going to go anywhere Bill Haasen it all over the place and make him parse. All right? I'm not going to throw Francesco in that mix anymore because that's just not what he does anymore. So you want to – I think you need somebody who's aggressive. Chris, do you have anything else to add on your on your research with, uh, with Glen Abbey or anything else you're looking at? Well, I will say that I kept it pretty simple as well, uh, which I always do. Um, I don't obviously have near the experience that you guys do. Um, although I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. I've recently joined, uh, fantasy national, which has been a very helpful tool. No doubt about it. Nice. Um, but again, I'm keeping it pretty simple. I'm going course history, mainly, uh, recent form. I got to throw in a Canadian in there, uh, cause it's in freaking Canada. Um, and then I've got a few other homer picks as well. So that's me. Well, actually, speaking of um, speaking of Fantasy National, we did a contest. We did a contest last couple weeks on um, uh, on Fantasy National in terms of if if you sign up under TJ, you get a you're gonna get a chance to to get a free year of Fantasy National Golf Club membership. And I do have the winner here. Uh, I only have the first name. It's Eric, and his email is five family at gmail.com. 5dinofamily at gmail.com. Eric, sir, you are our winner. You will be getting a free year of Fantasy National Golf Club membership, courtesy of the Moose. So there you go. Thanks for playing that. That's uh, that's good stuff. Fantasy National is where it's at. Um, also, before we get into the picks, Chris, we are going to do a listener league this week, which we, nice. we haven't done a lot of those. But we are going to do a listener league. We're going to do it over on Fantasy Draft. Uh, big fan of the game over there on Fantasy Draft. You pick, you pick seven golfers on a salary cap. They drop your lowest score. So you can afford to have a guy, you know, trunk slam, and you're still okay. Uh, they're going to run a GPP for us. If you go over to Fantasy Draft, you can find it. It's a uh, it's a 57 sing- 57 man single entry contest. Five dollars to get in. Okay, that's it. Five dollars to get in. Single entry. And now this is something special. You need to pay attention to this. I'm paying attention. And the winner gets a brand new limited edition and i'm talking super limited because they're expensive af Ryder cup brookline replica t-shirt from the tour junkies website which we just posted today chris have you seen that t-shirt i have seen it and they are fire it is freak they are amazing it's the best product we've already sold a bunch of them today we do not have many left but i will tell you this we're going to do a listener league for the next three weeks on fantasy draft and they have purchased three of those t-shirts to give to the winner every single week okay and we are not this is a one-time issue like we bought these things we're setting a bunch of them aside for Ryder cup week we're going to be rocking them at the Ryder cup over in uh, over in france if you ask someone that knows anything about the Ryder Cup, say, hey, what's the ugliest Ryder Cup shirt you can think of? They all go, oh, it's that brown one with all the pictures on it. <laughs> and some of them will say, it's the one with Justin Leonard, and he's like jumping in the air. And that is the shirt. It's the 99 Brookline final day Ryder Cup shirt where, where the U.S. came back and won, and we have made it into a fully sublimated, which means. They put out a big old piece of fabric, they put the pattern on it, and then they cut the shirt. So the, 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 the design is literally everywhere on the shirt, from your collar to your armpit, everywhere on the shirt. 
we have designed our own and is on the Tour Junkies website right now, tourjunkies.com. I promise you it will be the ugliest t-shirt you own, but it will also be the one that gets you the most attention. And if you're bold enough, rock it with pride and cheer on the U.S. for the Ryder Cup. We also made a few little tweaks to some of the graphics within the pictures. There's a, little, there's a couple little hidden Golbies. Of course, myself and Pat's face made it into the shirt. It is a pre-order right now. We get those shirts in about five to six weeks. We'll ship those out in August. But you better get them quick because we've already had a tremendous response. Uh, but the winner of the Listener League over on Fantasy Draft is also going to get a shirt sent their way. So that's going on this week as well. A lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, Chris, I hate to tell you, I know we give you a lot of free stuff, man, but you're just going to have to pay us for this one. It's expensive. Well, that's that shirt's fine. expensive. I mean, this is an iconic T-shirt. I mean, it is no an question. iconic T-shirt. I mean, I don't know any other word to describe it. I mean, it's iconic. I'll pay whatever I need for it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna get a lot of people adding us on the price of that shirt, but it, it, I don't care. It's super. It was expensive to do, but we wanted to do it, and it looks amazing. It's and we've already apparently people don't care because we got a lot of orders for it today, which is fantastic. Uh, but we don't have many left. All right, let's get into this, man. Let's get into some picks over here on DraftKings. We've got DJ Brooks, Fleetwood, Sergio, Finau, Bubba, Kucher. And then it kind of drops off. Neiman, although he's been playing pretty good. You got Walker, Woodland, Poulter, and Kisner. That's the 9K range and above. You know, a lot of people irritated with old DJ after missing the cut last week um, at, at the Open Championship. He's got a tremendous record here. You know, 11-7 is pretty steep when you can, you know, drop down 900 bucks and basically get DJ Part 2 with Brooks Kepka. Um, for me, I think in the you know the top three guys, I'm probably gonna fade them all. I, I just I, although I I guess I don't mind you playing DJ. Uh, I could see it as a nice bounce back week for him. Maybe his ownership gets a little lower. I don't think that's gonna happen. I still think a lot of people are gonna play DJ just with the course history here. The you know he's not likely to miss two cuts in a row. Um, I, I just I just think I'll I'll avoid a lot of this. A lot of that top part right there, the 10K and above. Are you playing any one of those three guys at 10K and above? I, I think, generally speaking, I'm not. Um, I would okay. want to ask the question, though. I mean, do you think there is any any such thing as a open hangover for some of these guys that are coming all the way over from Scotland over to Canada? It's um, a great question. I mean, because I, I just think that there has to be. Um, you know, especially with these top three guys, obviously. Well, well, not DJ. So, I mean, he would be one that I may actually, because of that, might actually want to play. But Kepka and Fleetwood obviously made the weekend. So, I don't know. I mean, I, that's a question for you, really. Well, that's that's actually a great question. I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the guy. I mean, if you look at, I mean, just look at DJ's history here, um, which he's quite. You know, he's been in the open. He hasn't missed the cut at a lot of open championships, and in the last. You know, four attempts at, at Glen Abbey. He's got two second place finishes, an eighth place finish, and a missed cut. So it doesn't seem to affect him terribly. Um, you know, look at Kucher's finishes here. Kucher's you know been pretty solid at the Open. He's got four top tens and a and a thirty second in the last five years. So I I don't know. I guess it just depends on the player. If you really think that's an issue, you could go back and check out their history um, coming off of a made cut at the Open. I mean. For me, being the mortal that I am, I feel like it would affect me. <laughs> yeah, but you're um, right. That's a good point because it may be that. I mean, these guys are so used to this stuff. I mean, it and may they're not. flying freaking net jets. Well, most well, of them true. are. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are, right? Like, 
I mean, these guys are flying. They're, yeah, they're not flying like me and Pat are going to fly even. Um, and, I, and, I, and it is easier coming west, right, than it is coming east. Isn't that right? Isn't that, isn't that how it works in the NFL? Like, it's the West Coast teams that suck going east. It's the East Coast teams that do okay going west. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's right. Um, so maybe I don't. I mean, either way, you're going to have some sort of you know jet lag. But yeah, and and like yeah. you said, I mean, these guys, I mean, they're used to it. They're traveling all over the place. They're they're traveling net jets, so it's probably doesn't make it a, a, a difference at all. But I mean, I just would think that someone like Dustin Johnson, who obviously missed the weekend at the Open, he's had a chance to sort of regroup a little bit. He didn't have any of the highs of the Open. Uh, wasn't in contention. Uh, does that affect his ability to sort of regroup a little bit quicker than some of these other guys? I don't know. I just It's just something that I think is kind of interesting to think about. Well, I think that's a great question. I think a lot of listeners probably ask that. I do think we're going to see Brooks in full-on DGAF mode. I, I kind of see that coming for Brooks. Mm-hmm. And at 10-8, I think I'll just take my chances on that. Um, you know, for a guy like Fleetwood, who doesn't, who's never played here before, and coming off of the open jet lag, seeing very little of the course, I think at at ten five, I can fade him. Totally agree. You know, on it's, that. Yeah. it's different if these guys are in the eight k or so, it's different. You know, you're not having to spend as much money up on them. Um, you know, Sergio hadn't played here in the last five years at least, so I, I'm kind of I'm not really on anybody here until Finau, and it's really the nine k range. I mean, I I really like that, especially the top half of the 9k range for me uh, i like Finau with the rider cup motivation coming it is a bombers course you don't have to be this amazing putter he checks the box in DraftKings scoring he checks the boxing strokes gained off the tee um he's in good form i will that's a guy who i will pay for who's who's coming over even after a late day um uh, in scotland and I think Bubba, with his history here, is also pretty good. Uh, and again, a bomber who can who can play you know play this course quite nicely. He's also kind of you know right now he's in the top eight on the Ryder Cup. But again, I think that's something on his mind. And Kucher, I mean, I think all three of those guys. And now this may be the chalk move. You know, you, you may go to FanshareSports.com on Wednesday night and find that a lot of people are starting lineups in this 9K range, especially in GPPs, uh, which leaves the top the top tier pretty wide open. Um, but for right now, for Monday night as we're recording this, I mean, Tony, Bubba, and Kucher, I'm, I'm pretty big fans of uh, right there to start off the 9K range, especially in cash. I mean, I'd play any of them in cash. What, what about you, Chris? What do you like in the 9K range? Who's tickling your fancy? Well, I like Gary Woodland, actually. I mean, you know, he's mm. obviously a bomber. I, I, I like him at 9,200. I mean, I think that he's <sighs> he's, a, he's a good one to have here. Um, he is coming over from Scotland, but I do like him. He has good history, too. I think he finished pretty well uh, in 2017. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he had a top five, actually, in 2017. So... I do like Gary Woodland here, um, and you know what? I like Kevin Kisner for the reasons that you mentioned for uh, <laughs> yeah. um, for Ryder Cup. Yeah, I think it's. I think he's in play. He's not going to check out from a stat perspective because he, the form has been bad, other than the Open. Um, but I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that's why he's here. I think he's highly motivated to be uh, to, to get himself in the Ryder Cup. You know, top ten, top twelve. I'm out on Gary, and here's why. I, I, Gary is a bomber, 
but unlike a lot of bombers, does not score points. Yeah. If you look on DraftKings points scored in the last 12 rounds, uh, he's 53rd in this field. And in the last 24 rounds, he's 78th in this field. Uh, he just doesn't score points the way that he should, you know, with taking advantage of his length. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, if he gets a hot week with the putter, T to green, he's going to get there. But it's all, it's all about the putter for Gary. I'm, I'm kind of out on him. Um, I will play some Joaquin Neiman as well. So really for me, these first four, Joaquin's been scoring a lot, and he checks every single box that I mentioned. Um, his form is is been pretty solid as well since becoming a rookie on the tour. So I think Neiman is interesting. This this is a course where I think anybody can win, including a first-timer like Joaquin Neiman. I mean, if Johnny Vegas can win here back-to-back, Oh, well, that pretty much means anybody can win. But if, you know, I especially think Neiman, I haven't played a lot of him this year because he's been in this 9K range. And I've not been willing to pay up for that on a, on a newly minted rookie. But I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start this week. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just going to ask you, don't you think that's a little bit expensive for him? I mean, I, just, all year. I mean, all year I've said that. Yeah. But then, but then he screwed me with a 17th, a 5th, and a 23rd in the last three weeks, and that's with scoring a lot of DraftKings points. I mean, if you look at his DraftKings scoring, he's top 10 in this field in, in the last 12 rounds and the last 24 rounds yeah. on DraftKings. Not I mean, he's scoring points. Just, it's hard for me to pull the trigger on a rookie like that, but I mean, especially up there with, you know, Matt Kuchar and Bubba Watson and, yeah. you know, and all those guys. I mean, he's right up there at the very top. And I just yeah. think it's just on the surface. I mean, for me, it just looks a little bit expensive, but you know, I like it. I mean, that's. The, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I, I'm not saying I like it this week. I get it. That's what I've been doing all year. So I, now I'm just ready to not be burned by it. But watch, he'll probably trunk slam <laughs> on Friday. All right, are you are you ready to start off a range? Can you start off the AK range, Chris? Who are you liking in the AK? I can start off the AK range. So all right, here we go. I got to start out with Oh Canada. <laughs> Adam Hamlin. My goodness. Yikes. You gotta have. You gotta have a Canadian man. I, I just. I, you know. There. It's. It's like they never win here. I know they can't win here. I don't think they've won in like 50 years or something like that. But nonetheless, yes. I mean, we're having a little fun. It's DK. Um, you know, this is, this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little bit of fun. You got to have someone that you're interested in seeing winning out for the Canadians. And man, their anthem is badass. I'm telling you, that national <laughs> anthem, that's the shit right there. Um, <laughs> so I got a little Adam Hadwin. Um, you know what? I'm kind of. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say this because I think he's probably got a pretty bad taste in your mouth right now. Um, oh, God. Are you going to say Keegan? I got Keegan, man. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Maybe it's just a hunch. Um, uh, oh, Keegan. I think he's uh, Chris. He's ripe. <laughs> my, my, my Keegan radar appears to have been, it's been malfunction, malfunctioning. The last two times that I've, I've endorsed Keegan, he's had a, a 79th. Um and a and a miscut at the at the U.S. Open. Um, uh, I can't. I just can't. I I gotta let Keegan cool off for me. Uh, it's 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 too fresh. It's too fresh. Uh, but I, I like where you're going with that. That's it's good. It's a good out on the limb play. You know. Um, I here's here's a play for you. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who's actually missed his last two cuts on tour, but. I do like, I mean, he did have a tie for 14th here last year. And he's checking 
all four boxes. DraftKings points last 12 rounds, DraftKings points last 24, strokes gain off the tee, and strokes gain approach. As your brother likes to say, J.B. Holmes. <laughs> J.B. Holmes. J.B. Holmes. I'm going to play him. I like J.B. at 8,900. I think a lot of people will avoid him at that price tag and given the last two recent cuts. I also like Charlie Hoffman here. I love uh, Charlie Hoffman. Say, I do like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, he was on my list as well. Checking lots of boxes with yeah. the, uh, the form and everything. I'm actually out on Sneds. I think I'm going to avoid Snedeker. I can't seem to get him right lately. I'm going to go with more of the ball strike and bomber types, so I'm out on him. And then finally, I might play a smidge, just a smidge, of Billy Horschel, who just came off a really nice finish at the Barbasol. Yes, he did. Good ball striker. 8,000, I might play a little bit of him. But for me, JB is my favorite play than Hoffman, and I would play Hoffman in cash. JB, I probably just play in GPPs. Hoffman is a cash play, uh, and then a little bit of Billy Ho and GPPs only as well i like that by the way i had hoffman on my list way. as well so good chris i gotta take a time out here i got a letter i got well i actually got a box in the mail today from a listener and this is very very nice and i want to take a second to read this you reminded me about it when you talked about the national anthem i got a box in the mail addressed to tour junkies and a note and the note uh, has an american flag on the front of it and I'm going to read this to you. It's very short. It says, Tour Junkies, just wanted to give you a shout-out for putting on a great podcast every week. I wore a Golby hat at my brother's memorial golf tournament on June 16th. Enjoy drinking the podcast juice out of these glasses. Keep up the great work. Take care. Nate Smith. At SmithNate6 on Twitter. And Nate gave us uh, two lovely glasses uh, that that uh, have the logo of his brother's Memorial Golf Tournament. So, uh, first of all, Nate, uh, really, really um, appreciate you and appreciate you taking the time to do that and send, listen to the podcast, send in the letter, send in the glasses, packing all that. Um, and and thank you for your brother's service. Um, apparently, he 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 you know served his country well, and um, and we really really appreciate it. It was very very nice of him. And I thought, man, you know, for somebody to do that for us, just for Dumb, giving a dumb podcast every week. Uh, the least I can do is tell them thank you on the on the show. So I really appreciate that. That meant a lot to me. That's Pretty awesome. Cool. That's super cool. Very cool. Now Pat may not get his glass, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> All right, seven K range. Let's. We're gonna move. We're gonna move through these picks here. Um, pretty pretty quickly. I, I I gotta I gotta give a guy that I'm usually on. I, I love I love this guy. If Pat were if Pat were on the show right about this time, he'd be going. Oh, I know who you're gonna say. Blah blah blah. That's what he'd be doing. But I'm going to go Jamie Lovemark. I love me some Lovemark. He's a bomber. He's aggressive. He scores. He's in pretty decent form. Um, he, had, he had a rough rough go at the Quicken Loans. But other than that, he's in pretty decent form. Uh, he's only played here once and finished tied for 12th. But uh, Lovemark's checking boxes for me. You know, he scores points. He gains strokes off the tee. Uh, I'm kind of a fan of, of some Jamie Lovemark. Also... It might be time to get back on Kevin Tway. Uh, I kind of like a little Kevin Tway. He's checking boxes. Chris Kirk. I always love some Chris Kirk. Man, top top 15 in DraftKings points over both terms and number one in the field in strokes gained approach over the last 12 rounds. Um, I like Chris Kirk here. He's been playing pretty well uh, also, so uh, I'll go with him. Uh, who else you got here? You, what are you going to do here in the 7K? Give me, give me a couple guys in this top top range of the 7k well it's a 
well, the whole seven K range is obviously pretty massive. It looks yeah. like, but um, I'm loving some Kelly Craft, who actually has a pretty decent history here. He did pretty well in 2016. Um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but Joel Damon. Uh, oh, you got it right. No, your brother right. butchers names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, obviously he's. In, I mean, there's no question he's in great form. I mean, he he played well in the Barbasol. He's played well the last few weeks. So I like Joel Damon, and I like Harold Varner the third as well. Yes, and he actually had I think uh, top twenty twenty five last year uh, here in this tournament. So I do like Harold Varner. So those are kind of the three three of the guys that I'm looking at in that seven k range: Kelly Craft, Damon, and Varner. Yeah, Damon is on a uh, he is on an absolute heater right now. Um, Gino Benelli, his caddy, a friend of the podcast, been on the show, good guy. We're gonna have Joel on here pretty soon too, so stay tuned for that. Um, you know what? I'll take a back to back champion at seventy five hundred. I'll take Johnny V. I mean, I, I was a little shocked at the price on Vegas. I thought DraftKings was gonna bump him up in the eight K range, just given the the course history that he's got with back to back wins. But at seventy five hundred, like if he top twenty fives, Vegas. I mean, he's he can score. He's a bomber. If he top twenty fives, I'll take him. I totally you know, agree. I, I'd be be interested to see his ownership on FanShare on Wednesday night with a seventy five hundred dollars price tag. But I'll take him. Um, big fan of Keith Mitchell in this spot. Love Keith Mitchell in this spot. Very aggressive player. Loves to hit the driver. One of the longest guys on tour. Checks all. Well, checks three of the four boxes for me. At 7,400, I agree with you on Damon. Damon checks all four boxes, playing absolutely phenomenal right now. I do worry about fatigue catching up with Joel at some point. Um, Joel's just playing a boatload of golf. Um, I mean, he's played six weeks in a row, and I can't even – actually, I think he may have played more than that. He's he's playing a lot of golf. Now, obviously, he's earning FedEx Cup points like a, like it's anybody's business right now, which is good. He needs to do that. Um, so I, I'm down with some Joel Damon. I do find it a little bit funny that Sung Kang and Joel Damon are right there next are to right each next other. To other. <laughs> Dude, what if they got paired up again? Oh that my would gracious! Be, oh, that'd be that would be nuts. interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, I totally agree with you on Harold Varner. He checks a lot of boxes for me. I love Varner. There's a lot of guys in this seven K range. I really don't see myself going too much into the six K. Um, just because this 7K is just chock full of guys. But, uh, I mean, I think I think Varner, I think um, a GPP flyer is J.J. Spawn. He's a great ball striker, checking all four boxes for me. Um, you know, he's had some injury issues in the past, but his last three events, pretty solid in the last three tournaments he's played in. Uh, so J.J. Spawn, I think, could get a little overlooked. Sam Ryder, another one checking a lot of boxes. Bronson Burgoon checking box. All these young guys down here, yeah. second-year, third-year types, checking a lot of boxes. Um, Seamus Power might sneak up on you. He loves some par fives. He eats par fives up. Good time, you know, good bomber, aggressive player. Um, and then Brandon Harkins, the California kid, another bomber, 7K. I mean, I just think... You know, if you're building some GPPs, you know, you pick three or four guys in this low 7K range, you can you can stack up in that 9 and 10K spot if you want to. I think I would rather have two guys out of this 9K or, or maybe even, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can, I haven't tried three, but I, I think you could, you know, come close and then rack up a few of these guys in the 7K. It's just a, it's just a strong lower half of the 7K range, if you will. So, 
Uh, anybody in the 6K that you have written down, Chris? Anybody? So I've got two super homer picks here. Blaine Barber, my fellow Auburn Auburn Tiger. Yeah. Uh, but he did play well in the Barbasol this week, so he's kind of getting get some things going there. And then, uh, I mean, it's back to oh Canada. David Hearn, <laughs> he played well in yeah. the uh, the old uh, what was it, the John Deere a yeah. couple weeks ago. So you know, again, I'm kind of high on the Canadian guys this week. You know, so but okay. other than that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's there are a lot of young guys, like you said, and a few folks that are playing pretty well, but it's a little bit of a crapshoot, you will. Well, I actually, Barber actually checks some boxes for me. Um, so I, I get the Barber play. My last one is going to be Tom Lovelady, who just finished second at the Barbasol at $6,800. Tom absolutely crushes the ball off the tee and checks the box in three out of four categories. The only one he's missing is strokes gained approach. But gaining strokes off the tee, scoring DraftKings points, aggressive young player at $6,800. I'll play a little Tom Lovelady. So that's, I think that's it for me. That's good stuff, man. Way to go. Way, way, to make, way to make it through that. That was good. That was quick paced. We got that done. Me and you are efficient. We're like a... Very like efficient. A, a, like a well-oiled machine. Yes. Now, um, I don't know if you've thought about one and done, but if you, if you were play, are you playing in a one and done contest, by the way? Have I, are you playing in any you know, one and done? I'm actually not, but I am prepared with a pick. And it's one, it's okay. a guy that we've talked about. So uh, it's not going to be who, a who surprise. Got? I've got Harold Varner the third. Harold Varner the third. Oh. Me. So that's my guy for the. Uh, wow. You're going deep. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I, okay. I, I would figure that by this time point in time that everyone's kind of gone through a lot of the, you know, the bigger yeah. names and. So someone like Harold Varner, I think he could surprise some folks. Okay. I, I think he's going to have a great. I think he's going to have a great tournament. Um, I gained a little ground on Pat last week. I was down two hundred grand uh, in our one and done, but I had Fleetwood. He had Fowler. So I gained a little bit of ground there last week for the Open Championship. I am going to take the rookie, Joaquin Neiman. Here I here I go. There I'm, you I'm, go. I'm going head first into the Neiman. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been in on him at all. So all right, well, we talked about we'll it, see. so we'll see. Yeah, We did talk about it. Um, Chris, I really appreciate you being on the Tour Junkies podcast this week. You did you did a phenomenal job, my man. You did a great job. Um, and you know what? I mean, if the listeners have hung on this this far, they get, they get this. But, you know, I never thought I'd be hosting a show with a guy punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, hey that's a great teaser for the next time i'm on hopefully i'm on again um hey yeah DB, we'll have you on again for it's sure. been a lot of fun i appreciate you asking me on uh you guys do awesome yeah, work like i said and um i tell you what i know we give pat a hard time and we have but man i'm so proud of him and so proud of all the things that you guys are doing so um best of luck and thanks for having me on thanks man appreciate it are you gonna do your pat impression as we as we exit here is that out Yes. Are you ready for it? Yes, sir. Dude, that sounds just like Pat. It's, <laughs> it is crazy how much this sounds just like Pat. All right, Tour Junkies podcast for the RBC Canadian Open. May your screens be green. Big shout out to my boy Chris Perry. See ya. Oh. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We went to fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.